Welcome back, everybody, once again to Oh, a Sopranos podcast. As always, I'm Joe Spellman. This is David Feudernick. And this is Paul Gullius, Professor Pauly. Right now, we're going to be chopping it up and talking about episode eight, The Legend of Tennessee Montesante. Great title. Great episode. Great title. Everything about this episode is just is just fantastic this feels like it could be like another season i don't know this this episode could fit into like yeah the tone and like how well it's written feels like it could be like season two or three i agree and david chase himself uh has a writing credit on this one so Mm. i mean obviously had his hands and everything but he actually with uh frank renzulli had a writing credit here so oh renzulli Dude, Renzulli is one of my favorites. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I got a feeling David Chase was doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this. <laughs> Yo, Renzulli was on this? Dude, do not talk down about Renzulli, man. I will walk off this podcast right now. Uh, but yeah. Why he only worked on season one? No, he was on season two, I think. Okay, never mind. I think mind. he was. <laughs> um,. But, uh, but, but yeah. Professor Pauly, why don't you go ahead? I'll do the basic rundown. I mean, basically, you got two things uh, going on in this episode. The first is that major indictments are uh, rumored to be coming down uh, on the New York and New Jersey crime families from the FBI. It's all over the news. And so we, we see Tony and a bunch of the boys scrambling to uh, figure out what is the best move, n- anticipating uh, the feds coming in to uh, possibly take them in and then at the same time we have christopher he gets you know uh, there's a bunch of people named or hinted at uh who are going to be indicted uh talked about on these shows jeffrey wernick or something like that they have like a some author on like one of the tv shows that they're watching during the hour uh gotta love those like professors they always have on like those talk shows they always look like the biggest fucking right just hired to act in the shit that the real characters are watching on television uh but yeah he's talking about you know uh brendan falone and and he was an associate or a soldier and and chris is sort of asking uh because of that chris is sort of like a little self-reflection where is where what is his role in the mob you know he killed email kolar uh, didn't move up a notch. You know, what's his whole thing? Spells, you all right over there? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right. Joe is having, like, having trouble with my microphone. Struggling with his microphone stand. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, trying to keep I'll, it together over here. How do I sound? Uh, do I sound good? Yeah, you sound good. Okay, great. It looks like you have a, like, I, I, don't worry I about swapped me. your stand out for a joke stand. It's like falling apart. I think you did. If you got to hold Keep the mic, going. spells, just hold the mic. No. I, I mean, I that was basically... stand is edible, by the way. <laughs> oh, nice. I was, oh, basically, nice. I was basically through with it. Basically, uh, Christopher's uh, uh, storyline in this episode could be, summed up by, could be summed up by uh, one, one memorable line, and, uh, and that's, uh, where's my arc? You know? Right. I think we all remember that scene when we think about this episode, that classic scene between him and Polly Walnuts, uh, and then later on, uh, him and, uh, and Pussy. Uh, you, know, you know who had an arc? Noah. Noah. 
Uh, those are the Plus classic lines. So so tickled by his joke about Noah's uh, Which is which is funnier than his actual joke is his response to his joke, chopping yes. on his cigar Chow and cigar. smiling yeah. like a Yeah. He's the like Cheshire cat. He's like, You <laughs> yeah. got concerns about killing people? I've killed many of people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Listen to my juggle, I smoke this goes, stuff. Right. And let me tell you, if you ever want to burn stuff, Use your grill, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the other thing. Uh, Chris, uh, like Chris, is being haunted by uh, email Kolar the entire episode. The episode actually opens with a dream. Well, first it's a shot of Chris in uh, Satrials, and you're not Spike, sure it's a dream. Spike Lee style kind of tracking shot where right, he's like right. moving, where the camera's sort of like rigged up to his body kind right, of thing. Like it's dolly just shot keeps him centered. That's really good. That and, and the opening shot is really cool too. Yeah, like, I mean that whole dream sequence. Uh, Ever had our sausages? Like that's like super. Like one of my favorite uh, dream sequences, at least in this season. And uh, and and it and it ends with Christopher getting. Uh, getting grabbed by a hand in the meat case of uh, Satrials, which I guess, I think we get the analogy there. There's uh, constantly, in this world of The Sopranos, food and violence are so intertwined, as, yep. as they are in Goodfellas and, and Godfather before them. So many people chopped up at Satrials. <laughs> I, I mean, especially later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say um, that uh, 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 honorable mention for come to come to duff's line oh shit early in the set for me going for for me you know because i am the arbiter of like uh you know what are the what are the great like esoteric lines right change my meat to black forest (laughs) you love that (laughs) yeah it sounds like something i would say over and over again ad nauseum change my meat to black forest I've seen people on Reddit trying to pick apart that line. Like, what does he mean by that? What is it? Oh, that Forest, that's pine barrens. They're taking him to foreshadowing. Pine yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah, yo, definitely. Oh yeah, they definitely had pine barrens uh, planned out at this point in the <laughs> he series. He does say pine barrens later in the episode, Christopher. Actually, that's yeah. a good point. Oh fuck! So maybe well, now it I'm is. coming around. Change my salami, etc. to the black forest. Move me. To the Black Forest. Also, who oh, the fuck. fuck calls ham Black Forest? Yeah, <laughs> just say black. Just says Black Forest. That's what I. That's what I choose. Say, give me a Black Forest on rye. Yeah, you'd be like, that doesn't racist. sound appetizing. Get out of my uh, deli. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this whole episode is sort of like what struck me is how meta it is, and and how this really just felt like David Chase and his writing staff. They anticipated the backlash that was inevitably going to come from the Italian American community about uh, yet another uh, portrayal of them, which it did. There's, I remember there was there was huge protests. There was like it was all the news. The Anti Defamation League was was upset. Like this portrays Italian Americans in a negative light and associated with the mob. There's that episode like later on where like Carmela and her like women group like they go to see like the. I feel like that was when it was like really going like. Oh like, yes, I, I recall. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. they go to see the author, and the author like talks right, about right. it, and like they like all the like the lady like the wives discuss it. Right. It, yeah. Would, would you say part of their anticipation of, um, it being brought up by Italian Italian American Defamation League is using, uh, the like most. Herb character in Melfi's husband, <laughs> like the biggest loser. Right. Like he's the one who brings it up. Is that right. a commentary right. as well? He's, I, he's... I, I, I would say so. Oh, I mean, uh, for <laughs> like, sure, the biggest dork. And then her like guy you want to punch in the. And then her son face. is like, wasn't the anti defamation league uh, started by 
a mob star. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the son uh, is didactic. like, Dad, you're, uh, you're a fucking idiot. That, he's calling out his dad and yeah, like, son, being right. like he, showing I mean, the, him how he's like such a the like son. The son hurt. is definitely like the David Chase like voice because like right. he's like right. yeah, but also like those movies rule. Yeah, I think everyone Good else is the David Chase it. voice, right. and they're just making <laughs> this <laughs> pussy. Melfi's husband, who's just the greatest pussy in the world, oh, he's, um, he's so good. Have this point of view. I, I think. I think it's definitely. I mean, that whole, that, the whole scene uh, with Melfi's family. It's. I believe it's the only time we see like Melfi's Her parents, parents yeah. And, oh, yeah. and all of them sitting down at the dinner table. There's only one point in that scene, and that was to get David Chase's uh, shit across, basically, to be like, yeah. "Look, we know you guys are pissed. Here's here's the defense." And and this guy Richard is who Melfi's ex husband, the biggest herb just sort of is the character. He's like the conduit to spout the biggest talking points right. that, that Chase wants to get off here. But, but he, I'm sorry, am I interrupting? What no, no, it, well, because he said, you know, at, at its height, the mafia was 5,000 members and there's 20 million uh, Italian-Americans in this country. And five, why should 5,000 uh, cast such a dark shadow on 20 million? And at the end, they end up toasting to, to us, the 20 million Italian-Americans. And right. the whole scene just seemed... Although I love the scene and I love the entire episode and I and I love the theme of the episode, like it really was just like let's just nail out these talking points, right? Like, am I wrong? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, well, I think he's also saying by having her parents there that like, look, this point of view is by these probably like stupid intellectuals mm. like that <laughs> like even a uh, a younger person doesn't agree with it and even the older people don't agree with it and even right. someone in the middle like melfi who who is a, who is a professional mm-hmm. doesn't agree with it but these select few which is her husband mm-hmm. agrees with it i think that's also on purpose as well like that's that's yeah. the reason he brought in like her parents as characters to like be like what are you talking about the movies are great i mean here's here's the thing though like i have yeah. to agree with jace <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, the, but there's, there's. Uh, I, it seems like the series, and if you watch, like going forward, there's so many uh, points where they make, where the writers make a point to make yeah. characters that aren't in the mafia, uh, doctors, therapists, mm, you know, right. artists, mm-hmm. authors, sure, um, like news people, like they make, they make a point to make those also Italian Americans, right? Right. Lawyers, uh, yeah. they, like they—they're showing anytime you real get a chance, like agents. <laughs> real estate <laughs> agents, like there's, heroin addicts. There's, <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of those, sure. Uh, quirky Anucci, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, uh, basically this whole episode, and and there's a few other episodes I think in the series where they 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 touch back on the subject of like how Italian Americans are portrayed, how they feel about the way they're portrayed. Uh, Christopher comes to mind in, in uh, season four, right? When uh, with the Italian American uh, Columbus Day, yeah, that Columbus whole Day, that whole yeah, thing, right? That's huge, right? Um, but then also they touch on it in uh, in Marco Polo in season five with uh, Carmela's mother and her being ashamed of uh, yeah. of uh, so of Tony, yeah, Tony, like yeah. kind of playing up the big. Uh, you know Guido personality in front of Russ. Uh, yeah, the and other... also like D girl too. Like 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 uh, Christopher's interaction with Favro. Oh, for uh, sure. Like he's like like Christopher's all annoyed by like how his per- like his portrayal of that mobster is gonna be and like. Oh yeah, I I mean there's there's uh, there's a lot of self-referential stuff, uh, but this this episode is just like such 
uh, such a gr- this might be the most se- self-referential in terms of genre episode uh, in the series. Uh, let's uh, case in point, uh, a little guy named uh, uh, Gino in a scene <laughs> at a bakery where uh, Christopher, as we all know, ends up shooting the uh, the baker uh, or the the guy the ca- the register the boy. yeah yeah in the foot uh, much like. Guys, spider, spider, spider. In, in Goodfellas. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a reference. Yeah, spider, to that. spider finally gets his day. Right, spider. <laughs> the guy who played spider ends up shooting another guy in the foot and saying, uh, "It happens." Spells again. You all right yeah. over there, man? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Spells on until tonight. Yeah, sorry. This uh, mic stand is giving me sorry. a cold. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Spells is trying to eat uh, two handfuls of Sweetadel uh, while he's talking. Yeah, I had to get the Sweetadel and the uh, cannolis for this. Yeah, yeah, Gino, Gino though. Oh, Gino though. Yeah, Gino doesn't. One get of the shot. legendary ca- characters. Gino. I, I, I think you know Gino is trying to. Um, tr- he's undercover. Uh, uh, before he reveals himself as really Vito, I think he was probably he was hooking up Me. with the counter boy, <laughs> right? Just in case you guys missed it, Gino is played by <laughs> Joe Ganascoli, yeah, the guy yeah. who later plays Vito, Vito. Spadafor. Uh, He's wearing those jean shorts. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe this was Gino in a different light. He's got three lines, and they were like, "We gotta bring this guy back." <laughs> Like, the shooting yeah. at the bakery with Chris. I was there. <laughs> I was there. Yanks in four. Um, Two Neapolitans. I ordered them. Yeah, uh, I guess a funny... I mean, I guess he must have been a... I mean, you know, he's an okay actor. Why did I, yeah. Why bring him back? I mean, I don't I, know. I don't know. They were, maybe they were just like... I don't know. He looks the part. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely <laughs> true. That's definitely true. It's true, yeah. Uh, big, big, fat, uh, olive-skinned guy. Yeah, sure. He fits the bill. Um, one thing that stood out to me, uh, a, a scene that really stood out to me, and we just talked about it because we just watched it, but was that scene with Tony and Chris in the car where t- where Chris is scene. sort of like... So Chris, uh, after shooting uh, the, the bakery guy in the foot, obviously he's in deep shit with Tony. And, for, mo- and moving A-mail Oh, God yeah. knows where. Uh, for the first time, they end up doing. Do yeah. you guys remember the ne- the next time that they have to move that body? Uncle Pat's Uncle Pat's, Uncle Pat's farm. farm. Him and uh, Christopher and uh, yeah, Tony Blundetto. Yeah, uh, I could have called you Ichabod Crane. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. Another great episode. We'll, I, but we'll I get did to it then. in about so a year. So they didn't move him to Pine Barrens. They moved him to Amel's farm. Oh, I get. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They were Maybe. gonna. Yeah, they were gonna move. Yeah. So in this episode, they mentioned we'll move him down Pine Barrens, but down Pine Barrens, but they yeah. ended up taking him up to Pat's farm. Right. A choice that that must have happened off camera. But uh, <laughs> but the scene. Amel's this- farm is uh, all sausages. Have <laughs> <laughs> sausage had farm. our sausages? That we grow them on a farm. Come on, Polish sausages versus Italian sausages. Come oh, on, get out of here. come on. Hey, Paul's uh, sausage is good and all, but all so- it's mean, tough mm. to make a bad sausage, to be honest. <laughs> a lot of good sausage. Uh, yeah, but, Farmer uh, John's great sausage. Oh. <laughs> but uh, back to the scene, we got Tony. So Tony comes in hot to this fucking car. He slams it's Christopher's head against the fucking side of the car while he's driving, basically. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he gives him like a talking to, like we haven't seen since like episode one when Tony fucking grabs him by the collar of his shirt and puts, and like holds him up. He's like, you know, are you, this is cowboyitis. Like you're trying to get caught. I've seen it before. Yeah. And then when Christopher mentions how he's so depressed, you know, he, he doesn't, you know, he, he, you know, this all has to do with his arc and, and, and where is his place in the world? 
we see we see Tony and Gandolfini's so fucking good in oh, it. Like so good. soften and empathize because this is a mobster who's now been through, you know, at least six months of therapy probably, right? Right. And he's, you know, oh, cancer, right? You think you have cancer. Does this word pop up a little in your head? Does it pop up a, <laughs> a lot? Like yeah. he's trying to be Melfi, and I just think it's so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, anything Great stand scene. out to you guys? Like I'm, what else? Uh, well, I will, I will, I will say with that is like, um, you know, you never really hear about it. It's like a dance around Christopher's own depression. You never really hear about it anymore, but then he becomes a fucking drug addict. Right. Right. He's exactly. A, well, so he's this, already a junkie. Oh yeah. Uh, him and Brendan are like fucking. Yeah. They're not, they're not doing heroin, right? Are they? Um, they oh, are. maybe they are. Yeah, no, maybe are. you're right. They well, are. Well, they're doing speed. Maybe only. Maybe they're only doing speed. I know. I, I don't but remember. Still, he's like already like half a junkie. He's already like yeah. yeah he's already got doing drugs. Half but like, a foot in. but like another another you know uh, definitely another way to like go deeply into drugs is be depressed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is, right. is Christopher uh, trying to self medicate? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This could be the start of that. I guess. Yeah. It's funny because he's like, I'm not a mental midget. Uh, and like, he is like laughing about the idea of taking Prozac yet he'll fucking take speed or whatever. Like it's, yeah. it shows you too, like where, um, uh, like therapy was like 20 years ago too. Mm-hmm. And oh, like, sure. You know, the stigma attached to it. Oh, oh and Tony, sure. Tony won't Still even is. say the word suicide to him. He's right. like, uh, tell me you ever, uh, you ever think about, uh, and then he like puts the gun in his right. mouth, like <laughs> fake pops himself. <laughs> then they have a good laugh about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All those guys, uh, uh, the brains blown out the back of their skull. <laughs> hey, you ever Hilarious. seen faces of death? So funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Janice watches faces. of death. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It runs in the blood. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's great. We also this episode we get a uh, first appearance of uh, Agent Dwight Harris. Oh yeah, uh, Dwight who, is his name. Dwight, yeah, yeah that's know, that's that's, that's that. his name. Um, first appearance, and we were talking about because because uh, Christopher, of course, is talking about his arc this entire episode. What about an arc of Agent Harris? You know, obviously, like he comes in, uh, he's he's an FBI agent, he's looking for evidence, he's this and that. But then, by the end of the series, he's rooting for Tony, and and Tony converted him as opposed to him trying to like flip Tony. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but he also like, I mean, throughout the series, like he he seems to really avoid going after him. He like does the bare minimum yeah, to make I, it look like he's doing his job, but he's never really like going. Like he could have busted Tony. Like he could have brought Tony. Like he could have gone harder on that case. But he has a soft spot for him for some reason. I think yeah, so. and he never really had the like ultimate authority. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, but one uh, one scene that comes to Frank mind Pellegrino is uh, did. yeah, Frank Pellegrino. Frank, yeah, um, yeah. R.I.P. Rest in power. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he, no, he starts out. He starts out showing like a little bit of like being easy on him. Like, yeah, he's this, like, we we don't want to like this, scar uh, the kids. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, we'll pay for that. The glass dish. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Grasso broke. Grasso, but knocking things oh, over. Your ass. Oh yeah. Your when, ass. when when Tony finds out that uh that Grasso is the FBI agent, you know, he feels so betrayed that an Italian would do this, you know, to right. his own people. He goes, uh, what does he say? Tefaccio to culo I'll make your ass like this, and he makes a fucking wide circle with yeah. his. Uh... And then he makes the shape of Black Forest ham. <laughs> right. Right. 
I, I also love the dinner scene uh, with Tony and Carmela and the kids when it oh. sort of it sort of mirrors the Melfi family dinner scene. You know, there's a mm-hmm. there's a family of intellectuals talking. But then but think about like who's really the more American family here? Uh, is it yeah. is it the Melfis with their uh, their Ginzo gravy and their right. uh, and their wine and uh, uh, heightened discussion about you know uh you know intellectual the, subjects right. or is it is it uh the sopranos who are drinking out of cans of coke That's and good. they ordered uh chinese, chinese food, food. Oh, and looks so uh, good. and uh talking about um you know uh uh francis albert and uh, uh why yeah. would why would the chinese uh invent a food that you have to eat with, with a fork <laughs> yeah they eat with sticks yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, just getting classic. just getting stuff like like grossly wrong right yeah. also right. like chinese that, did invent me that uh that meal just reminded <laughs> me of like meals that i would have with my family because i am so i was like so stupid as a kid i'm still pretty stupid but like i was especially <laughs> stupid as a kid and my older sister was like so book smart and she would always be like oh my god you're so stupid he's like <laughs> Eh, two antichrists. She's like anarchists. <laughs> Think about it. How could there be more than one? There's one Christ. Once He's again, ah, like, uh, I don't know. You get past the spare ribs. <laughs> <laughs> that that segment was uh, Futurnik working his family issues right. through this Sopranos uh, David, episodes hey, and Sopranos. David, uh, does this word? Again. You know, I'm in therapy right now. You know, I'm like, does this word the- stupid? Does this word stupid? Does it come into your head a lot, a little, <laughs> a little. Uh, what? Does uh, this word your sister? Uh, do you do you think about how she wronged you a lot? Or I'm just gonna uh, self medicate and drink a little more wine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Won't uh, we all? Um, what other thing? Other little things? Yeah, Patrill. Oh yeah, yeah. Jimmy Patrill. I never noticed he was there. There's like two shots of the him. guy who eventually plays uh, Jimmy Patrill, uh, New York crew, Johnny Sachs crew. Uh, was was in the background of the wedding that they're all at in this yep. this yeah, episode. Yeah, and he's in he's in Casino. That's the movie he's in. That's yeah. okay. Yep. The funny thing about that wedding scene is I love how uh, everybody just gets the fuck out once yep. uh, once uh, Larry Boy Barisi starts saying Pussy I heard, takes his money back. Pussy like, takes his money man, back. I, I wish I could do that. Let's. I know. Right? Oh my god! One of my friends was married for like three seconds. Really? And I like uh, my friend Danny Golden. Shout out to Danny who made our gonna, uh, our gonna, theme song. You're gonna mention the guy? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm Danny? not mentioning who it is, but. Uh, Friend of the pod who made our theme song, my my best friend from childhood, Danny Golden, and I were at this wedding. Oh, I think you said Danny was married. Uh, no, yeah, I, I know, I know. No, Danny, know Danny. Danny will never be married. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, we were at our friend's wedding. They were probably married for two months. Would love that gift back. Oh, <laughs> that shit. gift back. Right, right, right. I'm surprised you didn't mention him because you're usually that's your mo uh, on the O Sopranos podcast is to mention people that you. Uh, <laughs> That have wronged you, or that this is really just a subversive uh... way for Dave to like vote, like vocalize all his vendettas against people. (laughs) I don't think you guys realize how many times I've been wrong. (laughs) Uh, A lot, according to you. Yes. Um, Uh, I love that Chris brings a compact Presario as his wedding gift. (laughs) Oh, that's so. Which I had. Oh, so Uh, I I love Chris uh, writing his script. uh, with uh, completely wrong spellings of yeah. every other word, I'm like nudged. Dead, dead is misspelled. <laughs> D- he misspelled dead. Chris, come on, man. Come you know on. how much I love movies. That smell in Blockbuster. Yes. Oh, yeah, the Blockbuster. 
Which, by the way, boys, we were just in Oregon and we drove past the last oh, remaining true. blockbuster. The, the yes, last in the did. world. In Bend, Oregon. In the world. Yeah, in the world. Yeah, it was great. That carpet and candy smell, I get high off it. That's what he says. But, uh, but yeah, I love any episode that sort of touches on Chris's love for movies. Yep. Uh, and this is, this is laying the ground. And he even mentions his cousin Gregory's uh, girlfriend again, who right. we meet in season two in D-Girl. D-Girl. Um, but yeah, and then the episode sort of, uh, culminates, you know, Chris is sort of in this, uh, you know, he, in this state where he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where his life is going because he's not mentioned in these indictments at all. And then he gets a voicemail from his mother. Uh, he's, his name is mentioned, I think the star ledger right. and he run and great, great ending. He runs out and he grabs all the papers. His name is listed amongst a million other no-name mob guys. Right. Uh, but he's so happy to be recognized as a criminal is the irony. Which, you remember which, like, what, like, when the, like, newspapers were still a thing and like, you would like, be in the newspaper? It was like, such sure. a big deal. And like, oh, like, yeah. all your relatives would like, buy a copy and stuff. Like, it was oh, just yeah. like that. He was like, so excited because like, he had like, some like, semblance of fame. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he like <laughs> takes all the copies. And come to yeah, think of it, I'm the... making I'm making kind of like a connection here. Like the final scene in the episode is an Italian American being so happy to be recognized as a criminal. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, which is Pauly. like which I never had never occurred to me, but that was the whole conceit of the episode, right? Like You like hear that fighting. listeners? Dude, yeah. school is in fucking session, dude. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a great little button. And then, yeah. uh, of course, uh, cakes, Frank Sinatra, uh, plays so us good. out at the end of the so episode. Good. Such yeah. a good choice. Such Speak, a good choice. Speaking of cake. Oh, speaking of cake. <laughs> you fucks. Uh, <laughs> me and Professor Pauly, me, Joe Spellman and Professor Pauly went to go see cake. And me, and me, I was, oh no, no, I wasn't invited. Yeah, I wasn't invited. I, I had I had tickets and I asked Professor Polly and Dave's all been out of shape that I didn't Yeah, my ask best him. friend and asked me, he asked Professor Polly. I Wait. didn't know that he was a cake fan as he supposedly says. Huge supposedly. huge <laughs> fake fan. He's a huge cake fan. But I um, do I do remember but, watching, uh, seeing this episode for the first time and being so jacked up that they used cake cuz that's that's not expected that they're going to use like a band like that. It is not expected. Just as when we went to the uh, cake concert on Sunday a couple days ago, not expected that my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend, geez, my, my wife was uh, <laughs> oh, was having oh, issues oh. getting us into the VIP because you know, guys, we are really uh, we're really important people, and uh, finally we 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 figured it out and we got into the VIP. And I hear a voice behind me who is uh, coming uh, into the VIP, and uh, who was that voice, Professor uh, Pauly? That was uh, writer on The Sopranos and creator of Mad Men, Matthew Weiner. Are you Which serious? we have not <laughs> told Dave about. Yeah. You guys did not tell me this. I know, I know. That Matthew, is crazy. Matthew Weiner was behind us. Matthew <laughs> Weiner spoke you, to us. Yeah. Did you tell him that you made Seven Minutes <sighs> Sopranos? I uh, wanted you we, he was, you know, we pushed he, out. He was there with a with a date. And uh, so what? And and me and he, was it? Didn't he write he, you personally? He did. Like, he did. I showed it. I bro. showed them the email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did he, you not say anything? So, uh, well, see, if I was there, I would have fucking. I would have like <laughs> bent your arm backwards, and I would have forced you to say something. Then. A million years ago, when I when I created a viral video called Seven Minute Sopranos, uh, Matthew Weiner personally emailed me and said and congratulated me for uh, for on the video, uh, which was a recap of the Guys, entire this series. Is not a, this is not to brag, but <laughs> just to give context <laughs> that. 
He made a viral video that Matthew Weiner emailed him, took the time to email him about, and you did not say anything to him? Yeah. And then, well, and, and you're 12, in the VIP area. It's not like you're like at the well, con. 12 years like ago, bro. 12 years ago. It's it was, not like he's like VIP, trying to get to his like this, this VIP area was not what you think it was. It was like a, it was like, it was like a not crowded bar. Well, right. right. Um, I mean, I wasn't there, so I can, I just imagine in my head yeah, that and it was then, and then covered we, in and gold. Then, and, and then me and my wife went to go um, uh, have a smoke and, um, and uh, he was there. Uh, he was right next to us while we were did doing he, that too. Did and, he? and I still, I was chicken. I was chicken. Ashley was all about doing it, but she wound up smoking weed out of an 805 <laughs> beer can at the Greek <laughs> theater. And she was like, also a viable sessions. option. That's, that's right next great to him. Alternative. And she was yeah. like, that was like going to be her trying to get his well, attention. Well. And he didn't care. Guys, what her. happened at oh, this he wasn't concert? Into <laughs> There's so much you did not tell me about this concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, but yeah. it's uh, starting uh, to sound very bizarre. <laughs> we, knew, we know we missed you at the concert. So uh, I got you a little gift. This is, this is for you. <laughs> This is uh, this is a cake T-shirt. Oh, a cake boys! Yeah, that's a nice that's, T-shirt, isn't it? Yeah, that's for you, bro. Oh, it's a medium too. Thank God you didn't assume I'm a large these days. No, I knew uh, you were a medium. Thank you very much. <laughs> now uh, we all know I'm a cake fan, and I, I so it, it's a it, it really is a perfect fucking song to end the episode. Oh God! After like the discussion, like over dinner and all that, like it, it's such a good ending. To it's the... one of my it's one of my favorite uh, closing songs I think of the series. Uh, Frank Sinatra by Cake. So play it, play it out, play it out. Love it, love it. So this uh, this part of the show, we're going back to old faithful fucking internet, fucking internet, fucking internet. internet. Uh, yeah, this is where we uh, we just do a little search uh, across the internet, mostly Reddit and Twitter, uh, for what people are currently talking about in regards to the Sopranos. The Sopranos uh, Reddit sub has over forty five thousand subscribers, so that's pretty active uh, right now. Uh, I want to bring up to you guys a bracket of the for the best episode of The Sopranos has been circulating on the Sopranos Reddit. Uh, it's the bracket. It's the bracket. It's the bracket. <laughs> uh, do, do you guys know what the what uh, the Sopranos subreddit voted the best episode of? The so Sopranos? I was getting our Reddit account uh, going. And I did happen to peak this. Okay. So let's let's give it to the spells. What do you think was voted the best episode of all time? I did look at this, but I forgot. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know. It was um, uh, fuck. I have no idea. 
<laughs> I don't fucking know. Well, it came down. I'll tell you, it came down to Funhouse, which of course is the season two finale uh-huh. where Big Plus Pussy is whacked. killed and Tony's uh, I love Tony's dreams. And uh, long-term parking, which is the uh, season five penultimate episode where uh, Adriana, Adriana is killed. Uh, between those two, long-term parking prevailed. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think? Like, are these two the top two episodes? Are these contenders? Are I'm are we missing shocked. out on something I or saw, what? I saw that like two like I'm surprised because like. Pine Barrens, I feel like, is always like kind of kicked around. Pine Barrens is um, like the quintessential. But, but this is also Reddit. These are like deeper, like deeper fans. Mm-hmm. I feel like Pine Barrens is like across the board, like casual fans. Like it's to like be a, fair, Pine Barrens was in the final in, four. It was in the final and uh, made in America or no, um, Soprano Home Movies. Was Soprano Home Movies. Because that's that. I mean, that might be that my episode. Favorite is great. episode. Um, I I think I think it's egregious. That white caps is not in the at least the but, final four. I agree, but also not every episode was even in the starting bracket. It was just sixty four episodes. Oh, for so, real? I didn't even yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I was like, I'm glad for, you looked at this. Because <laughs> I looked for college and like college isn't even in there. What? Like, how would, it, yeah? Are you kidding me? How would I college? Assume, not I assume be? college would have been in the mix, like in the final four, well, final well, eight. Well, they had like a weird ass bracket. It is a yeah. weird bracket. <laughs> well, it has to be. Well, it there. has to because it's a bracket, so it could only be sixty four episodes. I also just don't think so. like these brackets of like uh, you know like who the fuck. It's all subjective anyway. <laughs> like, it's like when like, Rolling Stone does those like the the greatest American songs of all time. It's like yeah. I, yeah, but I, think it's, but I think it's but I think because I also think like it's like you're going up against this one. Why are you? Why is one episode going up against one episode? Exactly. Like, how, how do you? How do you do that? It's how, so uh, stupid. Besides... It's just stupid. It's just but it's a fun. stupid thing. No, it's not fun. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> and anybody oh, who Spells... fucking thinks about about it, it's just stupid. They make a bracket out of fucking things that can't compete. Really compete against each other. <laughs> All right, so maybe we don't do it's a not bracket like King style, of the Ring. Okay, yeah. the best bracket ever. WWE <laughs> but, King of the Ring. Is the most fairest and truest bracket. Maybe we do a, a, okay. a definitive ranking of all um, eighty-five episodes. The only uh, reason that those two are there is because it was shocking that a major character died in both True. those episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, right. You, uh, Paul, Professor Paul, you were at a uh, a concert. Uh, Guar was it? <laughs> I forgot about this story. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> Back in 2004 or 2005 when the, uh, it, the was a hu- it was a huge deal. Long-term parking <laughs> aired. I was, I was back in Connecticut then, so I was at, the, uh, I was at Toad's Place. Shout a, to Toad's uh, Place, New Haven. Uh, a, a great uh, historic venue in New Haven, Connecticut, seeing Guar, the only time I ever saw them, <laughs> uh, which is, of course, the band that uh, dons like, monster costumes and just sprays blood and semen across the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's like they executed the Pope and his blood and semen fucking shot at me and I've screamed like in jubilance like this <laughs> well, is great. You were blessed. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, but in that same concert, <laughs> between songs, the lead singer just gets on the mic. You can't see his face because it's hidden behind a fucking, uh, you know, a fucking paper mache mask. <laughs> and he's like, "So, I guess Adriana's dead." <laughs> No, just crickets. Nobody there fucking cared. <laughs> like I a go, fucking like metal yeah! band. <laughs> like just like wh- like know your audience, dude. Are you kidding? Like I respect but, you for loving The Sopranos because as do I. But like know your audience. But that's how much it was. Uh, that's how big of a deal it was like right. in pop culture right. that right. like 
that this Guar guy was... who is like in a ridiculous fucking like uh like road warriors fucking get up like where the wild things yeah. are <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. monster costume felt uh, the need to comment on that episode right like just so actually, that's, I that's think some it was acceptable right. stage banter i think it was right um yeah, long-term parking is obviously it's one of the one of the greatest episodes of all time. Uh, my so, favorite? No, not not uh, up there. I would I would put it's, in my top ten, there, maybe my top sure. five. But it's up there. But uh, well, I mean, and yeah, look at the the two episodes that came down to are like two episodes where like huge characters get. Killed. We'll do it. We'll do a definitive. We'll do an episode where we do a definitive ranking where we can't. We'll lock ourselves in a hotel room. We can't. <laughs> we can't fucking leave until we agree on the exact ranking of the eighty-five episodes. Yeah, of we the don't. Sopranos. We don't need to see our significant others for like an entire weekend. We just and we'll eat. We'll show. each. We'll each write it out ourselves uh, beforehand. Oh my god! And we'll we and, and so whoever is the final uh, agree, uh, like what we all agree upon, whoever's is the closest to that wins. <laughs> done done we're doing it uh, anyway so moving on with fucking internet this is also from reddit this is uh, oh dude this is something that like had never occurred to me and I, it's not a question it's not something to talk about but this is like this is like just the depth of which david chase and his producers and his directors uh go to to have like just extra easter eggs and meaning in everything they do uh the scene where this is from user fishing uh level the scene oh, where tony work. the scene where tony is chasing phil with rock the casbah by the clash playing you remember yes. it of course Se- yeah, yeah he, five. he like sees him in front of like some business and right. he's like oh, oh yeah, fuck. right <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> he goes the uh fishing level writes i just realized that they used a song about sticking it to iran's ruler during the 1979 islamic revolution <laughs> whilst tony is running down the quote shah of Shah-Varan. iran yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah goddamn i swear yeah. i learn something new about the show every day or am i reading too much into this no i i just Right. With this post, I just realized, like, th- that's why they chose that song. Yeah, right. It's an odd song choice, but it fucking like obviously, if if Phil Leotardo is being referred to as the Shavaran, like later in the series, it, but the the cast or the uh, the producers and the directors and the writers were obviously joking about uh, Frank Vincent looking like the Shavaran at this point and playing that song during that, this. That's. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, yeah. I always just assume like, well, we see Tony in his car. We just always we always hear seventies music. So I was yeah, like, oh, it fits. Like, oh, it fits. It's song, not. Like, it's not like out of his character, right? But oh my god, that's amazing. What a catch. <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely on purpose. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So moving on, we got from Twitter uh, at Brian Ted Jones. Hot take. The second best music cue in The Sopranos, because nothing can beat Don't Stop Believin', is Cake's Frank Sinatra at the end of The Legend of Tennessee Moltisanti. My question best? to you guys is, what are your favorite music cues in the series? Oh. I mean, I love Van Morrison. Uh, glad Tidings. Uh, glad Tidings. Or, 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 yeah, yeah, Glad Tidings. Uh, that's fucking, that's, yeah. uh, end of season five, of course, when Tony's making his way after uh, running from Johnny Sack's house. I mean, obviously, yeah. there are theme song. Um, uh, oh, um, Bad and Ruin. Mother, You Won't uh, Bad and Ruin Recognize Me Now after yep. uh, uh, Tony B shoots um, Joey Peeps and the prostitute in the car. I would say oh, my favorite. Uh, okay, I have another one, but go ahead. My favorite is uh, my lover's prayer. 
I was uh, gonna say that. Yeah. What's that uh, yeah. one? What's that one? Otis Redding. When when, when uh, Chrissy's in the hospital. That's oh, that's, yeah. that's that's my favorite. Maybe my favorite. That's uh, my music um, cue in the series. Yeah. I do because it's it begins and ends the episode too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do love um, through and through the Rolling Stone. Uh, oh that yeah. Ended the ended oh. Funhouse. Ended the ended season two. Ended. Um, oh, the no. only oh, we see the ocean. The only song and, yeah. that Keith Richards sings in oh. the Rolling Stones, which yeah. I also made a stink about it be, w- wanting it to be our theme song. I know but, you did, you but did. I lost. Oh, did you? I missed that. I, I did. He did. <laughs> yeah, you, you, see, you don't listen to me. I'm no, sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but you, I, you I, win most I, of the I battles. Really... You gotta like give give us a couple. <laughs> no, but I really, um, I really, I do like just like. I mean, I like that song. It just builds. Oh, so yeah. Also, oh, I also love uh, the wheels in the sky keep on turning. First journey, first journey. That's song. Uh, season two. Yeah, uh, when he, he's uh, with the boat with with AJ. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, I, oh, now we're just talking about. Yeah, all we're just our, naming every <laughs> but, single. But, but of course, right. like. Um, scenes of Italian restaurant. They oh, cut, they cut that. to that. Uh, I think I we're forgetting that. something, guys. Um, Open the club. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, but okay. So moving on, we got user <laughs> anyway. on on uh, Reddit, uh, user thick dick Rick, <laughs> all all with Q's instead of Z's. Rick. His name is Rick. <laughs> we gotta nice. get thick dick Rick on the podcast. <laughs> his name is thick. I don't dick even Rick. know what he's gonna say right now, but I just want him on here. Uh, his post is puss in the FBI. Honestly, how many of you think that puss would have made a great agent? Tons of examples support him actually having what it takes, i.e., coming up with Fat Man by himself, which is which is code name, right? Uh, and whacking the Elvis impersonator when the cover was almost blown. <laughs> That's your example of why he would make a good FBI agent. He murdered a guy. <laughs> like, come on! I just I. Do you guys think Pussy would have made a good FBI agent? No. Remember when he's like trying to follow the guy and he gets hurt? Like, no, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he oh, smashes yeah. him over his windshield. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Guy on the bike. Yeah, yeah. He hits the guy on the bike. Like, no, he would have been fucking horrible. Uh, yeah. I mean, he would have. He he sells drugs. You know. <laughs> yeah. He goes against everything the FBI keeps, stands for. Keeps making fucking Noah's Ark jokes. They're like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, moving no, on, you wouldn't have. Yeah. You know what, Thick re- Dick Rick? Don't come on the pod. Yeah, I dude. rescind my, I rescind your invitation, Thick Dick Rick. <laughs> uh, you, you wish your dick was thick. Okay, so this one's from thin. Reddit, Reddit user Desco Abre. The one mistake Chase made: not showing <laughs> Janice's dumbass crawling into her childhood bedroom in the middle of the night to steal a prosthetic leg from her dead mother's nurse. I want that scene so bad. So my question to you guys is, what happened off camera that you wish we had a scene of in The Sopranos? Now, this could be something that's mentioned right. uh, in present day. This could be a flashback. This could be whatever you guys want. What do you want a scene of? I, I, have, I have two. Um, one is, um, and I can see arguments on both sides. If I say this and you guys are like, no way, I understand. But um, the robbing of uh, of Feech's card game. Oh no, absolutely, yeah, I th- no. That's that. When you asked this, uh, yeah. that's the first thing that came to mind. I would love to have seen that because. 
because first of all, we have we have uh, contesting um, testimonials about what happened exactly. Right. Because Th- he he goes, I he goes, doubt he that goes, this, that this motherfucker was scared. Features, yeah. yeah. Feature. Yeah. But also, Ralphie this claims to have been there, scared. and I I don't think Ralphie was there. Or no, or what did he say? No, he, he said he, he had the clap. Yeah. Oh, he goes, I don't. He goes, killed me. I don't think Ralphie even uh, re- even got the invite. No, to be honest. He goes, me, your father, uh, your father, Tony, Jackie, Aprile. Tony, yeah, and uh, and Sil, and, uh, and Silvio Dante, and Sil, little Mickey Mouse. And that that's what puts put them on the fast track right. to uh to becoming made, made men, yeah. Right. Uh I was gonna say that and then also maybe um Tony's like panic attack the night that Tony Tony B gets. Oh that, dude, yeah. that's a great one. Sure. That's a great one. Sure. Uh a couple that uh, I thought of. Yeah, g- well, go ahead. Uh <laughs> uh so there's a scene where uh in season four, I think, uh with uh Artie and the Almanac. <laughs> and uh and after uh what did you say spells today <laughs> jean philippe uh makes oh, makes it clear and that froggy and fachity guts yeah <laughs> guts uh after jean philippe his business partner makes it clear that he's not getting that money back uh, uh eventually uh furio shows up at the door and right. that's all we see yeah. we cut i want to see jean philippe get his fucking get his ass, ass handed kid. to yeah. him by furio uh, Rip those frog legs off. Similarly, uh, Tony and Furio <laughs> beating up the Russians who beat up Janice, mm. throwing mm. them in the uh, in the uh, it was like a Christmas display <laughs> yeah, or something. Display. It's yeah, on the yeah, news, yeah. and she sees it, and she's like, "Oh my god, my song that the I have to write it's about my yeah or the or brother, the brother, the brother figure. Figure. Yeah. he um, ain't heavy." And then uh, and then. Uh, uh, in in terms of flashbacks, um, I did I did want to see Feach's card game, but also uh, Johnny shooting Livia in her beehive hairdo. I would yes. love to have seen. Oh that. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, or uh, Polly on LSD and seeing uh, <laughs> Uncle June with laser beams coming out of his eyes. Oh my god, so those, those are all things all, that are those mentioned. Are all really good. Uh, and then finally, um, Adriana blowing pen from Penn and Teller. I'd love to see. That would that, be a great scene. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> Spell, oh spells, you got any for us? No, I mean, those are better. <laughs> okay. right, I mean, right. I was just seeing seeing what happened to the Russian in Pine Barrens. Oh, of course, but, of course, of course. But, but you know, like, I can't top, like, I, I, I would definitely want that full scene of Adriana blowing pen. Yeah. From Penn and Teller. Do we? I'm trying to remember. Like, where did she meet him? <laughs> right. How it was that probably in AC, in AC, right? In AC, I think she you said, know, yeah, in a AC. special show there. It would be the most gratuitous flashback in the world. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Not whatever episode it's in. I hope they just do a, they do, they just do, a Netflix does like a sequel series of all these scenes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's well, like you know, a sequel, There's prequel. no connective tissue. It's yeah. just, here's yeah. some scenes that you should see in The Sopranos. Do we, <laughs> do we know, is, is Hesh in the prequel? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Because we never see he- uh, any flashbacks with Hesh. True. You know? Yeah. Which would be great. We see a picture, see a and picture, that's, yeah. that's actually him, Yeah. like, back in the 60s. Yeah. That's actually like um, Jerry Herman. Like, right, right. That's an actual picture of him. Right. I think his name is Jerry Adler. Or Jerry Adler, Jerry, sorry. Jerry Adler. I assume yeah. he's Her- related. Herman I assume, I'm, assu- I'm assuming difference. he's related to... Uh, 
the writer for the Yankees. Stella Adler? Oh, oh, Stella Adler. Yeah, Lindsay. <laughs> she, she probably is. Adler. She probably is. The too. beat writer uh, for the Yankees. Lindsay Adler. Shout out Lindsay Adler. Yeah, shout great, out. Great, great writer. coverage. She's great. Um, okay. And uh, finally, for fucking internet, <laughs> user Johanna Strap. What's whoa? whoa. Uh, yeah, I don't know yeah. what, what's going on. No, I on used there. to have a Johanna Strap. Sure. Uh, what's what's your most hard to watch scene? It doesn't have to be the most cruel one or the most important in terms of plot. Just the one that, for what for reason or another, you find most hard, if not impossible, to watch. This is easy for me. Uh, he says his is or or hers, Johanna Strap. I don't know yeah. what you are. Uh, mine is when Richie paralyzes Beansy. Oh, that that is hard. No, I find no. I I, mean, I don't find that hard at all to watch. To to me, it's Blue Comet, like uh, Bobby getting killed. That's always, always for some reason that's always been like oh I, so okay devast- so because that's devastated. Like, you know what's coming and it's you know emotional what's coming and, and and also just like the nature of like the 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 setting and like the guy is like oh your son's gonna love this and he's he goes he don't care I, I don't know there's just something that's like just always really really hard for me to watch that. For sure, and Bobby's I, such a de- gentle character. What did she say was hard to watch? Uh, he or Beansy she getting run over. Yeah, Beansy, oh, Beansy. Beansy being paralyzed not, by Richie. No, I mean I would probably say like uh, there's really nothing that's hard for me to watch, but definitely <laughs> like you you're know, desensitized. Spells you've seen. Yeah, it all. I'm desensitized, but yeah, definitely true. like uh, Ralphie beating up a, a woman, a pregnant woman, uh, or or <laughs> killing her. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, killing a pregnant yeah. woman. Yes, that's actually probably that. That's probably actually uh, the Melfi rape scene. Oh I'll God, yeah, yeah that's, that in there. that's pretty. Tough. That's something yeah. that I've had to fast yep. forward on rewatches uh, multiple times. Uh, that's uh, a good call too. But uh, spells, I've I've I have a scene I think you find hard to watch. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll just say. Happy birthday, Mr. President. I mean, that's like incredibly uncoverable, right? Yeah, that's more just like gro- like grown worthy. Like you're thinking, uh, like like is Tony gonna fuck this old woman? Yeah, and like for I remember me, watching I like, that live, and I was like, I was like, is this, oh, yeah. is this where the show they, they jumps to the shark? Like, is he really gonna like fuck his father's girlfriend? Yeah, can yeah. I ch- can I change mm. my answer? What's your answer? That. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see uh, that. I I obviously come prepared to these things. I also say uh, Lil V stepping in the shit. <laughs> I don't like watching that. You know uh, that's very. You know bad. you know it was also tough. Like I the way I was thinking about Ralphie is that the scene where his son they're playing with the bow and arrow and then they hit the cardboard oh. box and then the next scene is just blood and there's just yeah. like an arrow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Spilling out. Yeah. Spilling out. That's yeah. that, that I was like, Oh, fuck. that's, that's, I can, that's, I, ima- I imagine myself like I, I was like doing stupid shit like that when I was a kid. Oh, it could easily just like one little mistake. You could just that, kill yourself. That, sh- that shot of him in his robe when yeah. he's running as hard that's as he great. can. Yeah. Oh. So uncomfortable. That's, that's a great call actually. Um, uh, and if we're talking in terms of like emotionality, like a scene that always makes me cry, like, like Bobby Bacala's final scene does for you, mm-hmm. I gotta say, uh, uh, at the end of Where's Johnny, where they're watching the nature channel <laughs> and Tony says to Uncle June, uh, don't you love me? Yeah. That, that, oh. that, 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 that is something that's. It's I love that scene, so it's not hard for me to watch. I'll watch that scene like over and over that again. That reunion on the Today Show, like um, he oh. he like mentioned that. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Dominic Kinesi uh, mentioned that scene specifically when they were talking about what kind of actor James Gandolfini was. He, he said he was so generous. He, you know, he would he he made he made takes. him cry. Yeah. He and he gave him those takes that he needed to get there. And and uh, you know, just so, so I, I don't know. I I'm getting emotional just thinking about it right I now. Know. Actually, but. Yeah. <laughs> I I just thought of another one. It's hard for me to watch when like. Uh, Sill is yelling at uh um what's his name the guy uh, for sweeping the cheese oh, jo- uh, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then he takes the cheese fuck. and then he takes yeah. the meat and cheese he just throws it on the ground I yeah. mean come on he was eating that he should, <laughs> yeah. he's just wasting good meat and cheese I know I was waiting for that uh that the, makes the, me the cry stuff I hope there was any black forest uh, salami <laughs> on that on that tray you put black forest back on my fucking plate. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's fuck, fucking internet. Fucking internet. Fucking internet. We love uh, this segment. We're gonna we keep doing it, it We're forever. Gonna keep doing it because yeah, you know what? It's fun. It's fun for us. Hopefully, yeah. it's fun for you. Uh, as always, you can find us at osopranospod uh, at gmail dot com if you'd like to let us know what we're doing well, what we're doing not well. Uh, you can find us on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at. Oh, Sopranos Pod. I'm also at David Futernick. At Joey Spells. At Paul Golias. <laughs> and hey, review, subscribe. I would hope you're subscribed now. Review, rate, review, and subscribe. Rate. We got to tell this fuck Tiger Kid 6 who's <laughs> too much of a coward to respond to us. Dude, he's that, gone radio silent. Yeah, oh, he's gone radio bitch. silent. Yeah. Don't be cunty. Little Tiger Bitch 6. As Paulie says, don't be cunty. Because we will come. Until next week.